0: Hey guys welcome to the challenge podcast I'm coach Steve
1: and I'm coach Nick and we're going to be talking about everything fitness health and the challenge
0: let's get on with the show what's up guys coach Steve here and welcome back to another episode of the Coach's corner where we offer our tip for the week join with our co-host coach Nick Nick
1: how are we doing today I'm really well, thanks, Coach Steve. I can't wait to give my advices to everyone because everyone's loving Coach's Corner. I'm getting um, we're get, well, we're getting great feedback on Facebook. Uh, people are loving these little um, snack size bits of information.
0: Snack size bits, yes. Mm-hmm. We are on episode number ten, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you go check out the nine other episodes. And Nick, like always, exciting episode number ten, double digits.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: how good! Ah, uh, but Nick, tell me. Mm-hmm. How is your training going this week?
1: My training's awesome. Um, it's fantastic. I'm living my best life. I'm finally at this awesome point where um, I can just lift and and eat and still stay lean and um round (laughs) just all the good things all the good things you know like um yeah it's it's taken a long time but i'm feeling very very good i'm feeling very positive my training's kicking ass how about you
0: it's good it's going well um i made some minor shifts to my training program as i move into my next meso uh changing it a bit from uh daily undulating periodization dup to be more of a block setting uh so any of my programming nerds out there kind of going from uh you know maybe training my bench like three times a week in different rep ranges to just once and sitting it as a block so come on starting off with blocks of sixes so I haven't really done things like squats at like six repetitions and deadlifts at six repetitions for a while uh it's been different uh, not as exciting as doing singles and triples um but yeah. but it's probably what you need it's what you need to work on so it's just
1: different Isn't it funny how we just have preferences for what we find exciting or not. But then I reckon what happens is after a few weeks, you actually get attached to your new program and then you go, I don't want to do a different one. Yeah. You start to love it. And then, you know, when you get, when you stop loving it, that's when you know it's almost time to change it again.
0: That's right, that's right. So I think that a little bit of variation is always good. Um, and it's always, uh, in, 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 in my case, I always like testing and trialing you know, kind of new things. And I always have a little weird and wacky ideas about programming and frameworks around training. So um, yeah, I always like trying trying out slightly different things, testing if it's effective or not, um, and then recording that data, of course. Nick, let's uh, go into the ring, step into the ring. Let's uh, go into the coach's corner. Nick, start us off, what advice do you have for us today?
1: Well, hello everybody. So if we're at episode 10 of Coach's Corner, we're also around about 50% of the way through the challenge. Now this is where people are going to start throwing around words such as failure. I've failed to do this. They will talk themselves out of actually completing the challenge. Now it'll be for a myriad of reasons. That's the thing. It won't just be because you can't be bothered. That'll be one reason, but there'll be also other things where you've Um, in life maybe reached a certain point only ever and it's really uncomfortable to go beyond that point Uh, I can relate at the moment because uh, I'm at the point now where I've got the most um the most muscle mass lean, lean body mass that I've ever had in my life. And it's easy, really easy for me to go, Oh, I can't be bothered going beyond this point. I'm doing quite well, Uh, but I actually have to really work hard to maintain that and sit with it for a while. So um, I could say, Oh no, I'm fine as I am, or I could move past this. So even I'm going through a big period of um, going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. So I could easily say, ah, failed. I'm fine. Or maybe not failed, but just say, I didn't, it didn't work out for me. So I've said this before, but I'll say it again for our new listeners or for anyone who needs a refresher. Somebody, and I should have probably looked up who said it, but um, said failure stands for fail is first attempt in learning. So if you ever want to be good at anything, you actually have to accept that you might not get it the first time, the second time, the third time in um, body transformation contests or even competing on stage. Uh, it is very likely you're not going to be the person who wins for the first time or turns pro the first time you head up there. Um, You really have to think about it as a bigger picture and you have to have a reason as to why you're doing it beyond the idea of being on a stage, okay? Because I see people do that and I've been around enough to see people come and go, good people that just didn't quite get there because they're discouraged because they perhaps don't get what they want straight away. So um, experiencing failure in fitness can be discouraging, um, but it's important to remember that, you know, setbacks, they're a natural part of any fitness journey. It's sometimes you do take two steps forward and then you take a step back. It can be uh, to do with injury. It can be to do with lifestyle. It can be to do with what your kids are doing. I know that my girls now becoming teenagers, they require a lot more than when they were little. I don't want to tell you that yet, Coach D, but it's all about now being driven from A to B. And if yeah, I don't get great. my training done, oh! If I don't get my training done in time in the morning, basically there could be anything going on where they need to be picked up, and you can't leave them somewhere. They they need to go from here to here and then back, and um, that can eat into a lot of your day. So I completely understand. Two steps forward, one step back. That's what happens in a normal person's uh, fitness journey or fitness lifestyle change. So here's some uh, tips. I'll give you ten. But I won't carry on for too long. So, first one is to set realistic goals. So, um, if you're talking about you want to, you know, lose a particular amount of weight, but you're not doing that, uh, it doesn't mean that it's you'll never get it, but it might have been unrealistic. You might have gone, I want to lose 24 kilos in 12 weeks. And it depends obviously on what your current sizes and things but just say you're 50 kilos you wouldn't even exist after it I'm exaggerating a little bit but I'm just saying just check your goals make sure that they're realistic say for me my my first goal when I first decided I was going to step up on stage and I did the the queen of hearts costume my goal was to actually get up on stage and like represent my creativity and then I won that one and then I'm the, the second after that, I'm like, "Well, oh, I'm going to turn pro in my first show," and then I was handed my butt back. <laughs> so it's sort of like you, you can't really you can't really get ahead of yourself. Um, I promise you, if you set just little goals, you will actually build your confidence and your momentum because you can tick them off as you go, and it's just a really good strategy. So um, I think, yeah, little goals. So just reassess your goals. Um, make sure that you've got somebody that you can be accountable to. So if if you've got a partner that you like to walk with, or if you've got a workout buddy, or if you've got a group such as um, our Facebook group that you can announce that you're going to do something to, it just makes you more likely to stick with it and less likely to give up. Because also, if you feel like failing, put it out there, say, I'm out, and about 25 people will jump on there, even if they're meant to be at work. I swear. And they will help you. And they'll say, don't do it because people like helping other people. Um, Change up your routine a bit. If you're stuck like in a bit of a rut, you know, if you're bored and I'm not talking about stop doing it or change all your exercises. I'm just saying, if you're walking the same way, walk a different way, Uh, maybe go, it sounds weird, but go to a shopping centre to get your steps instead and and say, I'm going to have like a nice coffee in between my steps, things like that, just change it up a little bit, just to keep you motivated. Even, um, you know, I love going to the botanical gardens in the city. Now, that is not really feasible for me to do every day. But if I feel like not walking, it might be something that I'll drive and do just because I love that atmosphere. So, Something like that helps you to get away from the idea that you need to just give up. Um, Focus on progress, not perfection. I don't really love that that quote because I I find it hard. I get all bogged down in what is perfection anyway, but um, just remember, it'll resonate with some people. So it's, it's a journey, not a destination fitness. And that's what I also want people to understand within the challenge, because you see these things of don't cheat on your, You wouldn't cheat on your marriage. So don't cheat on your diet. And it's like, Don't forget that a marriage is supposed to be for life. So um, how would you find ways? I'm not not saying find ways to cheat, but I'm saying, how would you find ways to not be so extreme? You know, so what it is say with a marriage is you have committed for life to that. So for better or for worse. So how do you do that within your fitness journey as well? How do you commit for better or for worse when fitness is giving you the shits, when it's snoring, when you want to just say, you know, you want to get some noise cancelling headphones and um, how do you still love fitness? What do you do? This is not a marriage counseling service, by the way. Um, We love Shane. Hashtag be like Shane. Get enough rest and recovery. That's the other thing. So if you think if you're thinking of giving up, or if you haven't achieved something the week that you want to, if you haven't done your front squats the way that you'd like to, if you've missed a deadlift and you've got to wait till next time, that's the worst. Um, rest and recovery you might have to actually rest an extra day if you're going to be doing something massive Um, you don't want to kind of get to that burnt out stage where you're resenting going you should actually be enjoying going you're not going to enjoy the exercise but the idea of being able to go to get to go is something that you really want to keep up you want to go I get to do this this is great this is amazing I'm already in the top you know good I don't know exactly what percent but I'm sure it's like top four or five percent of the world's population you actually attend the gym and you're lucky enough to do that. I just made that statistic up so you'll you'll school me on that one. Um so we, we want to do that. We want to keep a journal or you don't have to have a diary, just somewhere where you've written down what you're doing, keeping track of your progress because you you can be hard on yourself. You can think I'm not progressing. Then you look and you've actually maybe even added 2.5 kilos to each side of the barbell or you've progressed, you've you've gone 10,000 steps instead of 8,000 steps and you've done it consistently maybe you've had more water maybe you've improved your sleep there's always going to be something that you have been working on that is actually looking better than what it was before and you don't want to get bogged down in other people's metrics where you sort of think oh hang on a minute they've lost weight and I haven't and I've failed because what are you doing you're basically threatening you know we'll get questions on the forum and that where it's like I'm about to give up so you're threatening to give up it's like it's like saying i'm going to take all my money out of my bank account bank of melbourne so it's like with the bank of melbourne will say well, well maybe don't do that and we're saying don't give up it's only going to be annoying to you find a way to make it work so that is where you might want to consider hiring a personal trainer or a coach just for a couple of sessions just to make sure your technique's okay because if you're not progressing sometimes it could be that you are not making the most of what you should be doing for each lift um you might not be setting up correctly who knows so just take advantage of someone with a trained eye even a friend that that's good um if they're allowed to to look over you at the gym obviously you want to um have qualified people but just something that's going to show you that you're actually doing the right thing if you if you've not had that before a little assessment can actually really help you and make you feel good and it can also be uh you know different different ways for each person it might be that you you don't have great ankle mobility and they might suggest to just elevate your heels a bit it might make all the difference for a squat you know instead of just never ever being able to reach all the things that you see people reaching um yeah stay positive if you can it doesn't mean all the time because positivity isn't always the way but try to come back to Why you're doing what you're doing, and instead of focusing on what went wrong, try and focus on what you can do to improve moving forward because you've only got each moment. And the other one is reward yourself. So, um, it doesn't mean it's a food reward because let's just take food out of the equation. It could be uh, a nice, cheeky new workout outfit. You can get great ones on eBay or anything like that now, Facebook Marketplace, because people give up. So, they've got their exercise gear there. You don't always have to just buy. Um, brand new stuff, or you could swap. I mean, this sounds like a funny thing to do, but you could get all your friends together and swap all your leggings if you're sick of them. You know, that's kind of fun. Um, Someone like me every now and then has a bit of a clean out. So watch out for that. Um, Yeah, a massage is a nice reward. Things that might help you towards your goals. Um, Anything that just makes you feel good that isn't going to be detrimental. So perhaps not alcohol or food, because that's generally something that we see ourselves rewarding ourselves with but they're probably a little bit of a rabbit hole of um you don't you want to steer away from that for fitness goals at the moment you want to just think of reward system where it'll help you progress um and keep moving forward because remember first attempt in learning so use it as a learning experience and keep moving forward toward your fitness goals the only way 100 percent, that you can genuinely fail there's only one way and that is to stop completely never do it again
0: Nick first attempt in learning. I love Mm. that
1: fail. Mm. Uh,
0: and thank you for your impromptu marriage advice.
1: Oh my God. No worries.
0: (laughs) I think that's a really good analogy, right. To, you know, the whole fitness journey where it is kind of like a marriage and the times, you know, you, you just, dislike the other person but you still love them and it's kind of like fitness right you sometimes you dislike it sometimes you need a break sometimes you need just you know a way to manage it but at the end of the day you still love it and it is for life so i think it's a, an interesting way to approach um, you know dieting and training where you know sometimes it's going to get tough what are you going to do you know you can't just call call it quits you can't just you know remove this thing this person out of your life um it's all about how you are going to you know just make it work for that short period of time because you know you're going to love it later so uh yeah thanks for that analogy it's really good no worries Nick I would like to talk about a concept very closely linked to what you've been discussing about failure and it's talking about talking about habits, Nick more specifically talking about creating. and removing friction okay now friction is uh, something like a barrier it's going to be something that's going to uh, either facilitate or make it more challenging to do an activity. Now, I want to use an example, a real life example, uh, story time with Steve. So take a seat, children, uh, story time Mm -hmm. with Steve. So for the longest time, I've been taking a multivitamin. Okay. I often buy the cheapest one that I find at Kohl's and I often put it in a, a, this this Captain America like bowl thing that I acquired in my my travels and, and that sits on the microwave. Okay. So in my kitchen, on the microwave, I've got my little tub of, of, um, like smaller supplements and the bigger supplements like protein powders go up in the cupboard okay um, so that my smaller supplements kind of sit in this little captain america bowl on my microwave okay and this makes it really easy for me to take my multivitamins because you know in the morning it's right next to my coffee machine go in and have my coffee while my coffee's brewing i just pop them on multivitamin like a tic tac great happy days and really easy for me to take my multivitamin now my dearest wife uh, has decided to remove my Captain America uh, bowl from the microwave and has replaced it with this nice beautiful yellow bowl right, which matches the decor and has replaced it, Nick, replaced it with a bowl of burn bars of all things. Okay? Yeah. So I've gone from my Captain America multivitamin uh, supplement um, little container to a, a bowl of burn bars, okay? So a nice little, little swap. But now my, my, my multivitamins uh, have been moved up into the cupboard with my protein powders, okay? Now I've been taking this multivitamin for months, if not years now, and I, I forget about it all the time, right? So it's a habit that I had because it was easy. And now because I've changed my environment, I, I, I don't have my multivitamin because it's in the cupboard. It's out of sight, out of mind. It's away. It's difficult. It's got friction for me to complete that behavior. But what do I do instead, Nick? Yeah. Here I am munching away at burn bars mm-hmm. all day because it's right in front of my face and sure burn bars, um, Aren't the the worst thing in the world, but you know they're maybe one hundred and twenty four calories or so. And when you're munching away on them, you're like, oh, okay. I've eaten a, a few burn bars today while waiting for my coffee to brew or waiting for my my you know meal to warm up in the microwave. Because you know, do you do you have snacks while you're preparing your food? I have snacks while I'm preparing my food. Yeah, you <laughs> can
1: have snacks.
0: You can have snacks while you're waiting for your snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here I am, right in this environment where I've changed uh, my, my my kitchen setup from my multivitamin experience where my habit was to have my, my multivitamin tic-tac every morning to now I'm munching away a burn bars. And this is a, an interesting example of friction and changing habits and how powerful the environment can be when we're trying to make uh, you know changes in our lives. And often we join something like the challenge or start a fitness journey and we have so much motivation and we try to have the willpower and try to muscle through these changes and just you know the true grit to make a change when it's it, it can be easier just to modify our environment for the better. Um, Rather than try to, uh, you know, use any external factors to try to get the job done. So let's say that multivitamin is currently sitting in the cupboard. You know, I could set up notifications on my phone. I could maybe put up a big sign on my fridge saying "Eat your multivitamin" or "Swallow your multivitamin." But you know, it's still like an effort to go to the cupboard. And sure, it's only two steps: go to the cupboard, open the door, eat the multivitamin. But it's still friction that I've created. Okay, that poor Captain America bowl has now been, been moved. Um, And now this burn bar jar, it's just so easy to eat this burn bar. Okay. Now, uh, I just want to take a moment to uh, reflect on how those two ideas of multivitamins moving away, burn bars entering the environment could be replaced with almost any other thing. So, you know, that burn bar bowl could be a bowl of sweets, a bowl of candy, right? You know, something that is your kryptonite, maybe a tub of hummus that just lives on a kitchen counter because that's just the thing people do that could be your uh you know a fail point right and not fail as in the first uh what was it at learning first attempt attempt at learning f-a-r i spelt fail wrong nick i went f-i-a-l yeah you go first attempt in learning that's not what the hummus is representing the hummus is representing a a change in the environment or the bowl of candy The bowl of burn bars is representing a change in the environment that is facilitating a behavior that we don't want. Okay, so think about your environment at home, starting at home. What could you do to facilitate a behavior that you do want? And what we want to do is remove friction, make it as easy as possible. And that could be, let's say, you might want to eat more fruit. So when you're Peckish. When you're a little bit snacky, you might want to eat an apple instead of eating, um, you know, a, a bar of chocolate or you know, a lolly or something like that. And maybe in your house, because maybe you live with someone else or with a family, you have a bowl of sweets living on a on a buffet or something at home uh you know could you make that swap to move that bowl of sweets into the cupboard out of sight out of mind create friction for that and replace it with a bowl of apples and you may find that when you are packaged hey those apples are right there and munching away at the apples or if you want to start uh maybe a supplement process like you may want to start taking multivitamin or maybe you want to start taking um another a a supplement or heck you might even take some need to take some medications for your own health and you want to start putting effort to actually take those medications because you need to for X, Y, and Z reasons, you might want to put that in a really accessible, easy position. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll sell my Captain America bowl and you put it on your fridge, (laughs) Uh, but uh, sorry, on your on your microwave, but we want to be making those processes easier. The same thing can happen with, you know, training and exercise. Maybe you're exercising at home, maybe you have a set of dumbbells, but they live in the spare room in the cupboard. And you're finding it really hard to actually go and get those dumbbells or whatever they are and bring them out into the living room where there's space and doing that exercise. Okay, what if you made a space in that living room? So every time you go into the living room, there's the dumbbells, there's the workout mat, and there's everything there for you, you've made it easier, you've removed any friction, and now you can complete that task. Or um on the flip side, if you find that every time you go into the living room without thinking too much, you've grabbed the remote, you turn on the TV, you kick in it on the couch, scrolling through TikTok what could you do to make it more challenging to do that behavior? Maybe you physically unplug the TV, right? So if you want to go watch TV, you have to go around and, and plug the thing in and then find the remote and turn it on. And then the next thing you know, you're on the couch and flicking through TikTok. But if you created some friction at the start, so it goes, oh, it's just, it's just too much effort to turn on the TV. I won't sit on the couch. I won't go through TikTok. I'm going to go for a walk instead. So you've added friction made it harder to do this task and then now it's easier to do the things that you want to do to move towards your goal okay so nick in summary think about friction and how powerful it is to change your environment we can't rely on you know grit for that long we can't rely on motivation and hard work and grinding it for that long maybe it starts sure but we want to find ways that we can make it easy Okay, we want to find ways that we can make this thing easy because remember, like you said, Nick, fitness is for life, marriage is for life. We want to find ways that we can compromise, make it easy, make it work rather than putting barriers in place to make it more difficult to achieve the things that we want to achieve.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree. And um, my household has sour worms on top of the fridge. Yep, yep. Everyone likes sour worms. So there's yep. no friction with the sour worms. They're it's available- a free for all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: 24
0: seven, the sour worms. <laughs> so I think that's a that's a great example. And like, I think we all have something like that in our household. Um, maybe it is a a, a, a long standing um, thing, like I'm sure that bowl of sour worms on your fridge or microwave or wherever it is, is probably something that's been there for a long time. And it's just the norm now. And I know in my household growing up, there was just a bowl of of sweets and candies often like, you know, little fun sized things just on the on the um, dining table in the middle. Um, and that made it easy for like dinner time after dinner, you know, to just grab a few sweets. And that's like, you know, something sweet once dinner is, is done. And that's just something that was very normal in my family. And it's just an interesting coincidence that many members in my family, um, you know, struggle a bit with their body weight. So, uh, you know, these small things might be the reason why. Um, and it it might be worth just reflecting going, Hey, do I, do I need that bowl of candy? You know, do I need to put like all the healthy food in the cupboard out of sight, out of mind, you know, hidden away? Do I need to hide all my, you know, workout gear or my workout clothes to the back of the wardrobe or making it difficult to find my runners to go for a walk or something like that? You know, does it need to be like that or are there steps you can make to make it easy? And that's the ultimate goal. Definitely. Nick, we've covered a lot today. Lots of marriage advice.
1: Mm-hmm. What to do
0: if you fail and uh, how we can modify friction to make it easier to do the things we want to do and harder to do the things that we don't want to do. Such a good episode of The Coach's Corner.
1: Very good. Failure and friction. FF. Woo. F-F. And snakes. And Whoa. snakes. <laughs>
0: uh, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. i am catching you next week for episode number 11. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend.
1: Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.